Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for joining me today. If you are like me, when my daughter Becca died, I did not care about my health. I didn't have the energy to care. Plus, I felt like if my body gave out, I was fine with that because I did not want to be here anymore. Before Becca died, for the last 18 months of her life, she was in the hospital more than she was out with her heart issues, literally. At least a dozen ambulance rides, three med flight helicopter rides, most holidays and family birthdays, she was up at Madison University Hospital. The one year she was there, we had Easter at the hospital. You know how they try to get as many patients out of a hospital as possible over those big main holidays, and the cafeteria for the hospital was closed at University in Madison, and so they actually let us bring up a meal. They gave us the conference room where the doctors ate. I guess it wasn't really a conference room, but they had their own area to eat in that was next to the cafeteria. They gave us that room for our family. We took all of our food in there, and we had had our Easter dinner, and then Becca's daughter was eight years old at the time, and we had another granddaughter who was four, and so we actually did an Easter egg hunt and Easter egg baskets in the Madison University Hospital cafeteria. My two grandkids had an Easter egg hunt in there because we had the whole place to ourselves. So like I said, Becca was in the hospital more than she was out. She even spent her 10th year wedding anniversary in the hospital. She was just getting moved out of the trauma ICU room to a room back on the transplant and heart wing of the hospital. So I decorated a room with balloons, and I got her and her husband a slice of cake from the hospital cafeteria to do what I could to make it special for them in some way. All that to say, I ate a lot of cafeteria food. Now, I will say they had a lot of good, healthy choices, and their food was delicious no matter what I picked just about, but I made excuses for things like their triple-layer chocolate cake because it was so good, and I deserve it because I've been up here for a week now with Becca, right? And I've been eating this food, and so I can treat myself, and I did a lot, unfortunately. My favorite day was when they had their weekly baked potato bar. It was so good. Every week they had some sort of a food bar, taco bar, you know, baked potato bar. Baked potato was my favorite, and I would load that thing up. Obviously, I think it's obvious anyway, I gained a big chunk of weight at that time, And after Becca died, I just kept adding to it. For many years, beyond what was that deep, dark pit of grief, I was feeling run down all the time. I never felt like I got enough sleep. I could only fit into my stretchy clothes, and even some of those were beyond what they could be stretched anymore. I had to go get some new things. To be honest, last summer, I started spiraling into a depression because I could not keep up with life, and I struggled to even want to keep GPS Hope going. Yes, it was that bad. I knew what to do. I just wasn't doing it. I should get up and go for a walk. I need to quit buying all these sweets when I go grocery shopping. I should be drinking more water. I shouldn't be having this second bowl of ice cream. The guilt and the shame was well hidden, but it was there. 
I hated seeing pictures of myself because it forced me to see how unhealthy I was and how large I was getting. The final straw for me was when I saw a couple of specific photos of me when we were on the grief cruise this past December. I was just plain fat. I was obese. I was well over 160 pounds, and that may not sound like a lot to you, but for someone who's only five feet tall, and yes, I am quite short. I'm five feet zero inches, so 160 pounds is a lot. How did this happen? I didn't think I would ever let myself get out of control like that. I finally started to care at that point. If I'm going to be here for who knows how many more years, I wanted to, well, I needed to be healthy. I didn't want to just waste away just watching my grandkids play, unable to join them. I wanted to have energy and feel good about myself again and also to be at my best, to be able to do what God has called me to do with you, for you, to be able to serve and minister to perivers with my best and not feel drained all the time. Can you relate to any of that? I think many of you can, which is why I wanted to take an episode and talk about our health and self-care. There is so much I can and want to share about my health journey over the past eight months. I was able to lose over 40 pounds in a very healthy way between February and May. That means I was averaging about 10 pounds a month or averaging around two to two and a half pounds a week, and I've kept it off for five months now. I have energy again. Dave says he can't keep up with me now in the grocery store when we go shopping. How did I do it? What did I do? Well, I was able to put in what were the missing pieces for me. One of those was joining a community who had the same goals as me, which is to live a healthy lifestyle. Another was finding an easy way to eat healthy that did not involve a lot of cooking. For me, that's just, I don't have time to cook. I'm told I'm a great cook. My kids ask for my recipes, but it's just, it's something I've done and I've kind of made myself enjoy it over the years because it's something as a mom I've done, but I would prefer not to cook as <laughs> a whole lot, honestly. It was finding what truly motivated me, not just I want to lose weight, but asking myself why. What specific things do I want to be able to do that I can't do now because of how fat and unhealthy I am? And I'm not talking about weight loss goals like I want to lose so many pounds by a certain event, by uh, a school reunion or a wedding. We all know when that event is over, we go right back to our bad habits and we gain most, if not all, or even more of it back. That's a diet, and I am not on a diet because they don't work. I am on a health journey, and one thing I love about it is the fact that it's all about progress, not perfection. I don't beat myself up or feel guilty if I treat myself to something because I'm very aware of what I'm choosing and why I'm choosing it and how it will affect me and my body and my emotions, all of that. Learning about how our bodies work. Education has been helpful also. You know, I, I knew a lot about health because over the years, all these things I've tried to kind of get my health under control and my weight under control. So I did learn some things along the way, but there's so much more to learn that I didn't know. 
What do studies have to say about sleep patterns and what can I do to give myself the best advantage for a good night's sleep? Not just how to go to sleep, but how to stay asleep and, and get that rest. Did you know that sugar lights up the same part of the brain as heroin does and it's even stronger than heroin in the brain? When I found that out, I made a decision to get off my sugar addiction once and for all. Accountability was also a big thing for me. I kept trying to tell myself that I'm accountable to God and that should be enough, right? I mean, if I can't be accountable to God, then something's really wrong with me. But honestly, it just isn't enough for me, at least right now. One reason God gave us community and fellowship is to encourage each other, to be there for each other, not to pressure or guilt each other, but to hold each other up and cheer each other on. So those are some of the things that I uh, was able to put into place that have helped me. You might want to go back and write these things down as something to aim for for yourself or to try to find. I'll just run through them again. So these are five things that have personally helped me finally turn a corner and get on track and get my health under control. First, Find a community of people who are on the same journey of moving toward good health, not just who are on a diet, but are more well-rounded than that because it's so much more than what you eat or don't eat. Two, find ways to eat healthy that do not involve a lot of fancy recipes or odd ingredients or involve a lot of cooking, unless that's something you enjoy doing, and then find healthy recipes for that. And make sure you have those ingredients. But for me, I was too tired to do fancy cooking. I, I mean, even if I wanted to, I was too tired. It was a whole lot easier to just, you know, do something simple and unhealthy than it was to make a, you know, an involved healthy recipe. So just another thing to think about. The third thing, dig down deep and find your why. What are two or three things that will motivate you to move toward a healthy lifestyle? Once again, not a date, not an event to lose weight for, but what limitations in your life would be removed? What fun things could you do? I call these non-scale victories. I know of a couple of friends who can now fly in an airplane without a seatbelt extender. Someone else can now chase her grandkids around the house and down the street on their bike. Yay! This is what I'm talking about. These are the kinds of things that will truly motivate you to stay with it. The fourth thing is to educate yourself. Find someone who knows what they're talking about, not just someone out to get your money, but who really wants to help others get healthy and has a well-rounded approach, which is so much more than just eating and exercise. And the fifth thing is the accountability piece. I now have a health coach who checks in with me every week and it has made a big difference because I want to be able to give her a good report, not a bunch of excuses of why I am not making good choices. And that is right there is a choice. I I choose to have a health coach because I want that accountability. I, I don't, but I know I need it. And so therefore I do want it, if that makes sense. Now, if you are just in survival mode right now, this might sound a bit overwhelming because you're like I was at the beginning. I just didn't care when Becca died. Those first couple of years are a blur to me, which is why I also want to spend some time talking about self-care. So what are some of the simple things you can do for yourself? Okay, how about 
getting a massage. Now, if you're like me, I'm not thrilled about the whole back and shoulders, but you rub my feet and my legs and that feels wonderful. So go somewhere and get a massage if that's something that relaxes you and makes you feel pampered. Go to the spa. Using essential oils is huge. Make sure they're pure. Order yourself some flowers for delivery. I mean, that sounds fun, doesn't it? Something, a way to take care of yourself and pamper yourself get a pedicure. How about just something simple like going out in the sun and just sitting there and soaking it in or sitting next to your window and just enjoy the warmth of the sun coming in. I know we're hitting these colder winter months depending on especially where you live and so it may not be practical for you to go outside and it may not be. In Wisconsin it's like the sun is very deceiving. It looks nice and warm out there and it could be 20 degrees. So uh, maybe just like a cat sit next to the window and absorb the warmth of that sun. Make sure you are drinking a lot of water. Especially, we are leaking extra. We are crying a lot. Water is so important. If you look up being dehydrated, you will be amazed at some of the things that our body does to us when we are dehydrated. And so making sure you get your water in, mark it down, write it down, set out enough water bottles, 64 ounces a day is a good place to start. Make sure you get in that water. That really is taking care of yourself and so important. Treat yourself to something impractical that you've been wanting for a while. Go for it. Do it. Walk on a nature trail. I do this a lot. There's just something that's just so peaceful that just comes over our soul when we're out in nature, sitting by a lake or a river, going for a walk. You can just walk through your local gardens and take a book with you and sit to read in your favorite spot. How about taking up a new craft, something you've wanted to learn how to do? You can figure out how to do almost anything. Look it up on YouTube. Figure out how to do it. Go for it. Learn that new craft. These are just some of the ways from a list I've put together years ago of 30 different ways to take care of yourself. And I want to make them available to you. Just click the link in the show notes to ask to have them sent to you. Or go to our website, gpshope.org, and just scroll down until you see a black area where you can ask to receive this list of 30 suggestions to help bring ourselves comfort and take care of ourselves, and it will get sent to you immediately. And while you're there on the website, especially if you are in your first few months of this journey, I highly recommend you click on the section for I Am a Bereaved Parent. It's the first thing that's going to come up. And as you read, you will find a special message just for you as a newly bereaved parent. If this is you and you are in that survival mode, you're just trying to get through the day. I'm trying to get through the next hour, the next minute, the next breath. And you may not even be sure you want to. Maybe you can put a note on your calendar six months or even a year from now to come back and listen to this episode again because you may be ready then for some of these health tips that you weren't ready for now. Episode 179, put it on your calendar and see if you are ready to do one or two of the things that I mentioned earlier to get you moving in the right direction toward becoming healthy again. Self-care is hard, but I will say that when you get past the worst of the grief and the fogginess of not even knowing what you're doing, much of it is a mindset. It is just as easy for me to choose to munch on an apple 
as it is to choose to munch on a stack of cookies. That is a mind thing. It's not a physical thing. It's in my mind, what am I going to reach for? I get to choose if I'm going to go for a short walk to the end of the block and back before I climb back into my bed for the afternoon. Let me ask, what is something that you know you tend to give into that isn't good for you, but you don't really care right now? Think of something you can do to counteract that. What can you choose to do instead? Even the smallest thing, even if it seems insignificant, and then ask God to help you change the way you're seeing it and thinking about it and start making that better choice, no matter how small that is. Just do one thing, just the one thing. Wherever you are on this journey, it is so important to take care of yourself and the earlier, the better. Please don't wait 10 years and get as bad as I did. Like I just said, I waited 10 years before deciding it was time to get my health back, and I don't want that for you. Today, I shared some of the more, I guess maybe I could call them the broad pillars of health. I did not get down to the specific things about talking about our sleep or some of the specific things that happens in our body and even in our emotions when we don't get enough water or how often we should be eating. Have you thought about that and those kinds of things? Since there's more than what I can share in just a podcast episode, and I don't want to take more time to talk about it or use more episodes for this right now, especially when I have so many listeners who just aren't there yet, they're not ready, I'm going to have a special health session. I'm going to be live on Zoom with anyone who wants to join me on Thursday evening, October 13th. I'm going to be sharing some health tips. I'm going to share some of the very specific things that I have learned that have helped me within the framework of what I shared today. And I will let you in on how some of you and I can continue working together on this. Go to gpshope.org slash health webinar to have the Zoom link sent to you. That's gpshope.org slash health webinar. If you want to hear what I'll be sharing, but you already have something on your calendar that evening and you can't join me live, sign up anyway because I'm going to send out the replay to everybody on the 14th. Anyone who signed up, whether you joined me or not, you'll get the replay of it. But I will be giving a little something extra away for those who are on with me live that night, which will not be available for those who just watch the replay the next day or the following few days. So once again... I will be on live Thursday, October 13th. It's going to be 7 o'clock Central Time. So Pacific Time is 5, Mountain Time is 6, and Eastern Time is at 8. Sorry if that's a little late for some of you on the East Coast. If you are listening to this episode beyond October 13th of 2022 and you are interested in connecting with me and hearing more about some of these specific details that I'm going to be sharing uh, in this health webinar and you want to talk to me about being ready to take back your health, just email me, laura, L-A-U-R-A, at gpshope.org, because I really would love to pursue this further with you if you feel like I'm ready and I, I really want to hear more, then I'm happy to share these things with you. 
Once again, go to gpshope.org slash health webinar to get the link sent to be on live with me to talk more about this topic of health after child loss. And I will also stand later than my presentation to answer any questions you might have. And as a bonus, my health coach has agreed to join us. So if I can't answer a question, she probably will be able to. So I hope to see a lot of you there with me. Let's go on to our birthday segment for this week. Joshua Konashevsky was born on October 2nd and left us at age 24. Joshua Cripps was born on October 3rd and left us at age 44. Paul Meyer was born on October 4th and left us at age 29. Joshua Kirkendall was born on October 6th and left us at age 14. Daniel Bryce Briggs was born on October 6th and left us at age 19. We celebrate the day. We celebrate the day these five men came into the world. We know it will always be an important day in our lives. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would be honored to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out, submit the information there, and we will add your son or daughter to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. And Dave also sends out an email to remind you to listen that week. Like I said, I knew what to do for my health. I just wasn't doing it. I look forward to having many of you join me on my talk the evening of October 13th, where I will be giving you nuggets and tips for getting your health back. Hopefully, I can encourage you to get over that hurdle and help you get onto this path of becoming healthy again. I told you my health coach will be joining us, and you will also be hearing from Sarah Nelson, whom I've had with me here on this podcast several times. Sarah lost her daughter who was her only child, and she has joined me on this health journey. So I would like you to hear from her as well what is possible when we're ready. You might be thinking, I know I need to take care of myself, but it just isn't a good time to work on this. Let me just say, you might be waiting for a better time, but time is not waiting for you. Even if you aren't at that place yet because you're still in those early months where the grief consumes you, It is possible to take teeny tiny baby steps toward your health. And when I asked you about that one thing you can do, I'm not talking about making a commitment to do this thing every day from now on. What can you do today? Then tomorrow, ask yourself the question, what's one small thing I can do today that will help me just get a little bit more healthy? Some days it may be nothing. Some days it may be I'm just going to go back to bed and get sleep. My father-in-law used to say that sometimes getting sleep is the most spiritual thing you can do. Some days it may be quite a lot that you can do. If you miss a few days of moving in the right direction, don't feel guilty. When you're ready again, just do one small thing toward taking back your health. Just keep working toward it because it is worth the effort no matter how small as it begins to build. 
It's not too late, and it does not matter how many things you've tried. Just like I'm here to walk with you spiritually and emotionally, I'm here to walk with you physically for your health. We can do this together. So remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.